The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium Atlanta gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Good morning, good morning, happy Saturday, everyone. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Roto-Grinders. I'm Josh Sherjian, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk. Man going. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, excited to get, uh, you know, get going with this slate and whatnot. You know, it's a good weekend. We got NFL Sunday. You know, NFL is like right around the corner. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty excited for that. Like, we just... Man, it's like the season's like we're, we're we're getting underway where it's like we're in the back half of the year and it's kind of getting upsetting. But, uh, you know, still tons of games to play. You know, can't forget that. And just, uh, you know, it's a great time of year for DFS. It's definitely a great time of year for DFS for sure. If you haven't already, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. It's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's Travis M-A-N-G-O-N-E. We've got a full Saturday slate here for NBA, guys. 11 games, 11 games, Travis. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a massive slate. Uh, and uh, I guess I say let's just like dive right in. It's it's a big one, so let's get let's get started for the people. Yeah, for sure. But uh, before we hop into that, just want to give you a little plug here. Travis will be doing the grind down for NBA today. So if you want some deeper takes from the very our very own Travis Mangoat Mangoat, you could go ahead and check the Roto-Grinders content page. Look for that grind down, usually done by... Derek Farnsworth, the very talented Mr. Notorious. So good to see Travis covering him for that. Make sure you look, give that a look. And, yeah, without further ado, let's hop into the slate now. Look at the first game on the slate. We've got the Clippers in New Orleans against the Pelicans. 217 is the over-under. Uh, Clippers are a four-point favorite. Uh, still waiting on the status for Gallinari with that hip injury. Patrick Beverly, Beverly – uh, wow, what a tongue twister. Patrick Beverly already confirmed out. Uh, opens up some minutes in the backcourt since uh, Theo Dasik is still out as well. Uh, Travis, where are we looking in this game? Yeah, so have to love Lou Williams here, right? We're expecting him to basically run the point. Uh, he had 50 fantasy points yesterday, 49.75 on DraftKings. I'm not expecting that today, but for 5,200, he should easily pay off that value in my opinion. So uh, I'm all in on him. Well, maybe not all in, but again, like cash games, I'm going to be interested in him. tournaments. Just going to get a lot of exposure to him on the slate. Uh, you know, I don't like taking jump shooters that much on back to backs, but he's just getting so many shot attempts and usage is just, there's reasons to love him here for sure at that price tag. So I like him a ton. Uh, I, they, and also one thing to note is the Pelicans are ranked, uh, you know, one of the worst teams in the league and shooting guards. And I know Lou Williams is probably gonna run a tons of point, but I'm assuming he'll still be guarded by the shooting guard. I don't think that'll really change much. So uh, I don't know. Again, I just think Lou Williams is a fantastic value play on the slate. Let's talk about Blake Griffin a little bit. Now, Blake is someone to have a lot of interest in because we had interest in him yesterday, right? With all these guys out, all the usage he's getting. I mean, Blake Griffin is just in a great spot and with Anthony Davis going to be in there and Demarcus cousins. You know, they're going to play tons of minutes. So if they're playing tons of minutes, they're going to need Blake Griffin out there. And we've, we liked Blake yesterday. We should have to like Blake today, even though he burned us. He burned me yesterday. He was a frustrating option, but we should go back to the well on Blake Griffin if we liked him yesterday. And we should like him again today. Uh, one last guy to note on the Clippers. I would definitely talk about DeAndre Jordan a little bit. 6,700 on only DraftKings. That's a, a really good price tag. And for the reason that I just said, like, Cousins is going to be out there most of the time, so they're going to need DeAndre Jordan out there, and they're already very, uh, you know, they're already struck by a lot of injuries. So I think these big men are going to have to get a ton of run, and I think on DraftKings specifically, Jordan can be interesting. One more guy to note, Josh, is uh, Austin Rivers. When uh, when Doc Rivers is able to let his son go out there and shoot a ton and just chuck up the ball, what does he do? He shoots a ton and chucks up the ball. And hey, it's against the team that kind of, uh, you know, wrote him off a little early. So maybe there's a little bit of revenge there for Austin Rivers still against his uh, former team. But that's kind of it for the Clippers. I think there's some interesting plays, some guys that you want to get exposure to, but it's I'm not trying to get exposure to everyone on the Clippers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for me on the Clippers, I agree with you. Lou Williams went out 
put up an absolute monster showing off the bench last night. Um, almost 50 DraftKings points, 49.75. And as you mentioned, New Orleans, one of the worst in the league at defending opposing shooting guards, ranked 22nd in the league. Really have a lot of interest there. Blake, I'm a little bit more hesitant on. We did get burned. We haven't really seen and put up that kind of consistent upside lately. Um, had a good matchup last night, too. A much better matchup than he has tonight. So I, I, I don't know if I'm really in love with the Griffin play. I think that he certainly makes sense in tournaments, and his price has definitely decreased uh, from where you know we're used to seeing it. So I, I could see some interest there. I definitely have some interest in DeAndre Jordan as well. Price tag has dropped, and you know, as you mentioned, he has to be out there on the court to, to compete with these big men since they got such a big front court over there in New Orleans. So really like that a lot. So let's flip to the other side of the ball, though. We've got Drew Holiday going against the Clippers without their best guard defender in Patrick Beverly. So that kind of opens up some things here for Drew Holiday. Drew's been doing, you know, doing okay. He has He's kind of up and down. He's, he's a little inconsistent, but... His price tag is fair across the industry, and he has Cousins and Anthony Davis down low, which really helps him rack up some assists and you know, rack up some points, accumulate some fantasy points. So um, I think Drew Holiday is an interesting piece of this game. If we're targeting this game, I think Drew Holiday has to be in the conversation. I don't think I'll go out of my way on such a big slate to roster him if I was making just like one optimal lineup, but I do think Drew Holiday, if you're making multiple lineups, I think you should probably sprinkle a Drew Holiday in there today on this slate. Um, I do like Will, Lou Williams. I think Lou Williams is probably, as I mentioned on the Clippers side of the ball, I think he's probably my favorite play from this game. Uh, Cousins and Davis in play as they always are, but also both very expensive. Uh, if I was going to pick one, I'd probably go with Anthony Davis just for the fact that he has those huge home splits in his favor. Um, you know, over um, 10 DraftKings points, you know, plus split at home for Anthony Davis here. So th- that's about it for me. Uh, I think my, my favorite takeaways from this game are probably going to be Lou Williams, DeAndre Jordan, and some Drew Holiday. How about you, Travis? Uh, anything on the New Orleans side of the ball for you? Yeah, so I'm staying away from Drew Holiday. I don't love that price tag. I'll let people chase that last recent 50-point fantasy game. I'm not trying to guess that. He's seeing a pretty low usage with Davis and Cousin just soaking it all up. So for me, I'm passing on Drew Holiday. I get if people want to play him, but it's just not kind of my uh, my type of play. So I'm going a, I'm to a stay away from Drew Holiday here in this spot. Uh, I, I mean, Cousins and Davis, it's like one of those things where like if – I feel like if anyone says like this guy's better than the other, they're just lying to you, right? Like, like no one really knows who I feel like no one knows who's going to be better here in this spot. I mean, it's like kind of a cop out answer. I get it. But like, you know, if I told you to guess every day, who'd be the better guy? Like, I mean, it's like just drawing straws. It's really tough to decide who's the better option here. They're both great plays. I like mixing them in throughout. One thing I always say about Davis is there's more risk with him because of the injury situation that he can always have, right? There's tons of more risk with him, but there is more upside with him as well. So I tend to lean in tournaments when I'm rostering him. I tend to lean Davis just because there is more, I feel like there is a higher upside with him. And on top of that, you know, there's a little bit of risk and people don't like clicking on his name or just kind of try and find the lower owned guy. I think they're both fantastic plays, both elite options on this slate. So get exposure to them, uh, you know, throughout the slate, basically. All right. So uh, anyone else from this game that you want to mention? Uh, no, that's about it. I'm not really looking at any of these fringe options. It's a huge slate, so try not to, uh, you know, go dumpster diving for some of these guys that are like, like, like Etwan Moore. If it was like a four game slate, sure, I would chase those minutes, but no need for me to do that on this slate. Right, right, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next game now. We've got the Atlanta Hawks in Washington against the Wizards. Healthy game toll here. Two twenty is the over under. However, eleven point favorite for the Wizards. This game's supposed to be an absolute blowout. Um, you know, Atlanta's been in shambles with the injuries. Muscala, um, we're waiting on him. He was doubtful yesterday. Uh, Ilisova, out. Bembry, out. Plumley out. So their front court's really in shambles here. Been targeting guys like John Collins. Um, now, their uh, their front court doesn't have that much of a cake matchup here. So, And, and their price tags for the, the value plays have somewhat risen. John Collins still fairly cheap. Uh, he trolled everyone against Boston, came back against Detroit, put up a big game. Um, you know, it, it just it's weird how this Atlanta team is kind of adapting. Babbitt still getting a ton of minutes now, too. Um, not someone that we typically would target in fantasy. And he's a guy that I'm always like, oh, man, I'm not going to play Luke Babbitt. And then he goes out there and he brings, like, you know, 8x on the salary cap and on the salary point. And I'm like, oh, wow, like maybe I should have played Luke Babbitt. But, you know, uh, he gets – and actually Babbitt gets a really good matchup here since uh, Washington ranks 30th in the league against opposing forwards. So something you might want to look at. On the Washington side of the ball, 
Um, looking at the injuries, they have uh, Sheldon. Mack is the only guy out. He's out indefinitely. Um, so other than that, they're a healthy team. Markeith Morris made his return recently. Uh, Travis, where are you looking in this game? Oh, baby, like uh, all the all the Luke Babbitt, right? Like this is a fantastic spot. I got him at 3% owned yesterday. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Luke Babbitt here. It just It's a really, really interesting spot for him. He's super cheap. Just a value play that you like, you know, fast-paced game. If Mike Muscala is out, I'm going to be all, pretty all in on Babbitt here at this price tag. Just listen to the game logs, Josh. I mean, 29.5, 19.25, 29.75, 19.25, at least 25 minutes in all those games. Even one of them, he had 42 minutes. Like, uh, this is just a spot where I think getting Luke Babbitt exposure is really smart. If Muscala is out, uh, I mean, it just, it makes a ton of sense. I had him at 3% owned yesterday. I mean, I was like, when I saw him, you know, kicked it off pretty early, had a, you know, 15 points early on. I was really, really excited about it. And he ended up getting me 29.5. So I'm going to go back to the well on Luke Babbitt, as long as Muscala is out like that a ton. Uh, Dennis Schroeder leads the league in touches this year right now. And, uh, you know, he's just only 7,200, which is way too cheap for him. I like Dennis Schroeder a ton. Just think about this. If I told you you could roster a guy for 7,200, uh, averaging 37.5 uh, DraftKings points a game, like you would just sign for that. That's basically 5X, like every single game on average. And, you know, he has a ceiling, right? He can he can obviously hit a, hit a pretty massive ceiling here in a game like this. Uh, John Wall's not someone I'm interested in just targeting every single night, but, you know, the pace of this game is one that I am against Washington. So uh, Dennis Schroeder is someone I'm going to load up on. Talk about the forward situation. Like, yeah, small forwards are absolutely destroying the Wizards. They are ranked uh, dead last against uh, small forwards. So I'm going to get some exposure to Torian Prince and Bazemore in my tournaments. I think they're guys that you can even get exposure to in cash games. Uh, tough to decide, like, which one's going to be the guy. But for their price tag on DraftKings, 5,300 and 5,100, just find me guys that have the upside in that type of matchup that can really do you know what those two could probably do in this spot. So I like getting exposure to them as well. Those are kind of the four Hawks that I, I really have my main interest in so far on this slate. Yeah, I would probably lead base more um, just because he has a bit more usage and averages over a fantasy point per minute as opposed to Prince. Uh, well, just under a fantasy point per minute, 0.88 fantasy points per minute. But Dennis Schroeder, man, 31.3% circumstantial usage in this spot. That's just you know insane. That's miles ahead of anyone else on his team and averages one. 0.25 fantasy points per minute. So do like Schroeder. I am concerned a bit about the blowout potential in this game. So that's something that's going to be concerning for me. But, uh, you know, one of my friends, talking about your boy Babbitt, one of my friends, uh, my sharp friend said to me, okay, so you, uh, I was like, you know, I, I just can't bring myself to roster Luke Babbitt. He goes, yeah, but you're rostering John Collins. And that, that was a very, that was a very good point. You know, like if you're going to take a shot on a guy like an unproven guy like John Collins, you know, you should, in theory, be able to take a shot on Babbitt for cheaper. But um, anyway, going back to this, I, I, I do think that there is some uh, places we could look here. I'm concerned a little bit about the blowout, but let's look at the Washington side of the ball now. Uh, Bradley Beal has an incredible matchup, man. Atlanta ranked dead last in the league against opposing shooting guards, and Brad Beal has that upside that we know. You know, the, the issue is they do have a, a fully healthy team, so they don't need Beal to be out there for 40 minutes. However, he's still been out there for 37 to 40 minutes every single night. You know, so he's gonna get a like he's. He, in theory, he's going to get a ton of minutes, even with the fully healthy team. And if Brad Beal is going to be out there for 37 to 40 minutes, I want all the Bradley Beal on this slate in this matchup against the team that defends that position the worst. Uh, so definitely have some interest in Beal. And for uh, John Wall, he gets uh, Dennis Schroeder defense, which we know is absolutely shreddable. Uh, they rank 24th in the league against opposing point guards Atlanta. John Wall, price tag under 10K now on DraftKings and on FanDuel. You could get him for 10.1. I think John Wall is certainly in play on the slate as well, and I wouldn't mind pairing him up with Beal. I think that that's a, a fine route to go. And if we're going to look at Markeith Morris, he gets a good matchup against that makeshift front court. Uh, the issue is, you know, the minutes. Is he going to get the minutes? And if he does, uh, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Markeith Morris. Atlanta ranked almost last in the league, 29th in the league at overall rebounding, which means there should be plenty of boards up for grabs for some of these Wizards down low. I would rather take a value shot on Markeith Morris than on Marcin Gortat, even though Hawks ranked 28th in the league against opposing centers as well. I think that he's also in a good matchup, but uh, you know, Gortat just hasn't looked great lately. He got himself into foul trouble last game against the Lakers, which should have been a good matchup for him. So I'd rather go with uh, with Markeith Morris. But yeah, so that's where I'm at. Love the, love the Wizards guards. How about you, Travis? 
Yeah, so uh, Josh, let's not tell anyone else. Bradley Beal's a good play. Enough talk about it. Put him in your lineup and move on. Let's not tell anyone else. Bradley Beal's a fantastic play. I don't want anyone else playing him. He's great. I want him all to myself. I mean, this is a fantastic spot. Like he's got also he's also on like John Wall. He's like kind of mimic him, right? Like team uh, team home road splits. John Wall has extreme home road splits. So does Bradley Beal. Uh, 42.8 on uh, home this season with 33.1 on the road. Again, probably some matchup-based reasons for that too. Uh, that could probably uh, play into it a little bit. But uh, I mean, Bradley Beal's just in a fantastic spot. So let's not tell everyone about the play. This is the last we've discussed it. Maybe we can talk about it later in the lock and load segment. But uh, for now, we're going to keep Bradley Beal. You know, he's just a fantastic play. So get, get all over him. John Wall too. Awesome guy to roster, uh, you know, in this spot. He's 9,600. Like that price tag. When he starts getting above 10K is when I start kind of getting a little uh, iffy on him because he's, he's pretty good at hitting that, you know, 40-point fantasy mark and then, you know, can hit in the 50s with a little bit more upside. But we never really see, like, that 60-point game. It can kind of get concerning when he's up past the 10K range. But I like John Wall here against the shorter defense. The rest of them, not a huge fan of all the other guys. Just kind of going to move on from that. I get Deadman's not that great. Uh, you can take a shot on Gortat as a dart throw in a tournament, but I'm not going to, but I understand if you want to because it's a good matchup. And then Markeith Morris, he's just too cheap. So I'll just keep buying on the price tag because he's going to get an increased in, in amount of minutes. I think it's good to go in there. All right. So there you go. Anyone else you want to mention here before we move to the next game? No, nah, let's head over to the next one. All right. So the next game on the slate, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies in Houston against the Rockets. 211 is the game total. Rockets are a six point favorite. Chris Paul still out, um, so that opens up some extra work for James Harden to do what he's got to do. Uh, the Memphis side of the ball, they've got Jermichael Green still out, and Wayne Selden out. Always oh, just going to be like the Conley and uh, Conley and Gasol show over in Memphis. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, Travis. Like usually when Houston's on the slate, it's a game that we want to target, right? We would typically want to target. Uh, Houston because they usually have those up-tempo type of games. And anytime I see Memphis, I'm like, oh, man, this game is going to be slow. <laughs> you know, it just kind of like it's like deflating. Um, but, yeah, if I'm going to have interest anywhere here, I don't know if I'm going to go. I know Harden's been an absolute beast lately. So, like, he's obviously in play. He's always in play, especially with Chris Paul out and him just running that backcourt. But I just I don't I don't think the pace of this game is going to be up tempo enough for him to pay off that massive price tag. I, I I do think Mike Conley is worth taking a shot. I think he's interesting here. Houston has been struggling against defending opposing point guards this season. Twenty six in the league at that. Conley has shown some upside. Has put up over thirty DraftKings points in six of his last seven games. So you see, you know, getting a rhythm going. I think Conley's in play for sure. And also, I think that uh, Marcus All is also in play. We know we've seen him flash him upside this season. And uh, while Houston is pretty good um, at you know protecting the rim and defending the boards, Marcus All just has he has to put in work because Memphis needs him to. You know, there's just no one else down there for him to to really uh, you know for him to slack off. He has he has to be out there putting in work. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm in a weird spot here because I'm just not in love with any of these Houston guys, which is weird for me because usually I'm targets I target some of them on a big slate. So that's about it for me, Travis. Where are you looking here on this game? Yeah, so typically you would uh, you know have interest in the Grizzlies, right? It feels like a spot you want to like the Grizzlies against uh, Houston. Houston's actually not like one of the faster tempo teams in the league right now. They're only in like 15th this year, which is kind of strange. Uh, like, you know, when I dove into the slate deeper and deeper, I was like, I don't want to play Gasol and Conley. Like, Conley has not been that great this year. I get he's looked a little better recently, but for 6,500, is he going to pay off that price tag and like win me a tournament? Uh, do I have worry about him in cash game? A little bit. I just am going to stay away. It's just a massive slate, not the right decision for me. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to move away from Conley. He's someone that I was like really wanted to really, you know, write up and think about. And I was like, I just can't do it. Uh, Gasol's a fine play, but the problem is, is there's so many centers I like on this slate. That's the real issue I'm having here. So, uh, I'm kind of just fading the Memphis side of the ball and moving on. Ben McElmore is also back, which is going to add in 15 minutes that he's going to play. So with McElmore back that hurt, cuts into Tyreek Evans, who is kind of priced up, but could have upside in this type of matchup. I just think it's a stay away spot. So I'm staying away. I'm moving on from there. And uh, I'm kind of being kind of doing similar on the rocket side of the ball. I'll just segue right away. Like James Harden, 40 fantasy points in his, in his two games against the rockets. And he has looked awful against them. They've already played two games. We have a decent amount of sample. 
yeah, sure, he's he's crushed the last two games, but I'm not expecting those 80-point games, and I just think there's better studs to pay up for, so I'll, I'll pass on James Harden. No thanks to me. If Luke Richard and Baamute's out, then that opens up some value, and you can have interesting guys like Ariza, who I don't think is a terrible play because of the amount of minutes he plays, but his shots just have to go in the in the hole. And then, uh, you know, guys like Ryan Anderson, who uh, we don't really want to be playing at home because of the, uh, you know, he's got color blindness and whatnot, and just is terrible at home and can't see, and it's like a just a well-known thing now. And I mean, again, if Rich, if if Mbappe Mute is out, then I could honestly see playing, uh, you know, some of these value plays, right? Like a PJ Tucker, right? They can make some, make it into my lineups. That would definitely help with all those minutes. But I think he's going to play because last game he really, really tried and like warmed up, uh, you know, tr tried to warm up on the floor and he just couldn't get it out there. I think he'll be able to get out there for this game. So I'm going to pass on like, all these rockets. The only rocket I have interest in is Clint Capella, and it's not the easiest matchup for him, but he's only 6,300. Seems like a pretty safe cash game guy. Uh, if he fit my last spot, I wouldn't hate it, but he's not a guy I'm going out of my way to roster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It just it doesn't feel like the matchup is enough uh, enough of a pace-up matchup here, or up-tempo matchup for Harden to pay off this tag. So um, definitely want to pass there. So anyway, let's move on to the next game now. I think we talked about this game enough. Let's move on to the Sacramento Kings in the garden tonight against my Knicks, 204.5 is the over-under. Knicks are a six-point favorite. Still not used to seeing the Knicks being favorites here and there, uh, being a, you know, a struggling Knicks fan for so long. But uh, I think there's, there's some places we could look here, Travis. So uh, why don't you kick us off? Where are you looking in this game? I mean, I don't think there's a ton. Like for me, it's on like if I look at the Kings side of the ball, it's simple. It's I'll probably go to De'Aaron Fox. I mean, he's only 5K on DraftKings. Love that price tag for him. Uh, and he's, you know, He's, he's a guy that's just been having a really good year in general. You know, rookie guy, uh, averaging 25.52 fantasy points like a game. Just someone that I think uh, I'm pretty bullish on in general, and he's 5K. Like, I just I think that there's interest in, in him, but there's probably other guys I'd rather play. But if you get to my, my lineup, I don't hate him. I think there's upside against the Knicks. I just don't really want to play guys in this game as much because it's just not a high total. Uh, and there's a lot better games on this slate in general, a lot more upside in other spots. So I'm not in love with him there, but I think he's someone you could roster. If Porzingis is in, yes, there's reason to love him. Because, hey, the Kings are, you know, they're really, really, uh, you know, bad against the, you know, rebounding. They're bad against big men. This is a spot where Porzingis can crush. But again, it's one of those things where, like, there's cheaper guys I like at his position. So why am I rostering Porzingis? And we'll get to him later on. But that's just one thing that I have a little worry. And he's questionable. He's going to probably play, though, because he fully practiced on Friday. Another guy to know on the Kings that I don't mind is Frank. I don't know how to say his name. I think it's like Nicolina. Uh, but... Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll we'll call him Frank N for now. I know uh, that's what uh, that's what the Wood Show was calling him. So we'll call him Frank N. Uh, so Frank N is a guy that I don't mind. He's starting to see an increase in minutes, get a little better, and he's only thirty nine hundred. I expect that price tag to increase, so I don't mind him here in this spot. And then uh, one last guy to note on the King side of the ball, and then you can uh, give your takes on it, Josh. But Zach Randolph is fifty two hundred. He's looked good the last three games, right? Uh, or actually, last four games, he's averaging around like thirty fantasy points a game. You know, he's looked great, but. Uh, this is a tough spot against someone like Porzingis. I expect Porzingis to be defending him probably. And I'm just going to move on from it. I'm not going to, you know, pay that price. I'll let other people chase it and play other, uh, other plays on the slate. So that's it for me in this game. I'm not in love with it that much. Yeah. I'm just going to, I keep full fading the Kings and I'm just going to continue doing that today. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I don't think I've rostered a King. I think I've rostered maybe one King, um, you know, my entire, and that, I think it was like a three game slate and I, Zach Randolph was in play and he did. Okay. Like other than that, like, you know, I'm just not rostering the Kings this season until we really figure out who's going to be getting the heavy minutes and who's going to be doing any work. And right now it doesn't seem like they have any idea of who's doing what on this team. So I'll pass there. But for the Knicks, yeah, Porzingis is in, man. Give me all the Porzingis on this slate. And I hope that he plays. I feel like his ownership's just going to be so low because people are going to be so nervous about the injury, but it, it looks like from what I've been watching on the beat writers and everything, it looks like he's pretty healthy and he's going to be fine to go, but just keep an eye on that. But um, Sacramento ranks 30th in the league at overall rebounding, man. Like this is going to be just like a board fest for Porzingis to just do what he wants. They also rank 20th in the league at defending opposing three-point balls. So Porzingis, we know he could shoot that three-pointer really well too. He chucks him up. So between, you know, the three-pointer shoot, you know, the, the weak three-point matchup, the weak matchup on the boards, uh, it's just going to be a good day for Brazingas, you know, as long as he's in, as long as he's in, it's going to be a good day for him. If he's out, give me all the Ennis Cantor. Uh, I think Cantor will be a fine play. They rank 27th in the league against opposing centers, uh, Sacramento. Their front court just really 
not great at uh, you know defending the paint or, or protecting the rim. So uh, I'd like any of these New York big men, depending on what's going on. Prefer Porzingis like to play so I could play him. But if he doesn't, then Cantor's the guy, and I think I'd plug in Hardaway Jr. too if Porzingis is out, simply for the fact that he gets such a huge bump in usage and would have to like shoulder the burden of the scoring for uh, for the Knicks. But yeah, that's it for me. Anyone else in this game you want to look at, Travis? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, again, I think Porzingis is a good play, but, and dude, there's other plays we're going to talk about, and uh, when we get to him, I'll compare him and say, you sure you want Porzingis? And uh, we'll, we'll have to see. All right, so let's move to the next game. Uh, I mean, let's just, like, we were talking about this earlier, man. You were talking about this earlier uh, as well. Like, we're just not going to waste time, man. This, it's like, bull Spurs game. The total is 191. Uh, it's supposed to be, you know, Spurs are 11-point favorites. Such, a, like, one of the lowest... Like, biggest down-paced games on the slate. Um, the most down-paced game on the slate. There's not a lot of fancy goodness here to chase. So, I th- I think uh, I think I'm just going to pass on this game. I mean, I know that's kind of like... if I, I suppose you could take a shot on a guy like like LaMarcus Aldridge since he gets so much usage. But, uh, I don't know. I just I, I don't, There's nothing about this game that gets me excited. And I don't want to play any of the guys in this game. I know that Kyle Anderson will probably be popular, too. Because his price tag is so low and he's been performing... But there's value plays I like better on the slate. So that's it for me on the, on this game, to be honest. That's just where I'm going. Travis, do you still feel the same about it? Yeah. Like, if you see a guy underpriced, like, sure, you could play him. Like, Bobby Portis is 5K on Fandle. Maybe, right? Like, I don't hate it. But, like, I'm, I'm not responsible. For, I'm not, I don't want to be responsible for anyone, like, uh, rostering these terrible plays. Like, this is just not a good game environment. It's a very low total. Like, th- this total is so low. There's a game on the slate that's 40 points higher in a, in a total than this game. Like, it's just unnecessary to roster guys in this game. So let's just move on, Josh, and save some people some time. Yeah, sure, if you want to take a dart here and there and a guy fits your lineup, like a Justin Holiday who's been shooting bad and might turn around, but I think it's an unnecessary play to do here. Let's uh, let's just move on and go to another game. All right, let's move on to the next game. we got the Sixers against the Golden State Warriors. This game will have some more fantasy goodness for us. 230 is the over-under. Warriors are a major, major favorite, minus 1250 on the money line here and uh the spread heavily in favor of the golden state warriors as well at 13 points currently um there's a few guys i'm seeing on the Sixers side that are a little underpriced travis i think uh the homie dario Saric is underpriced and he is a good matchup against this uh golden state front court especially if durant is still out but it looks like he's gonna play but either way love dario Saric at this price tag jj reddick another guy i really like at the price tag getting heavy minutes and we know that the Warriors struggle to defend opposing guards. And um, still love me some Ben Simmons, man. His price is creeping up. But, uh, man, I'm really, really loving ben, this kid, Ben Simmons. I feel like he's going to win me a tournament this season. I, feel, I just feel like it's going to happen. And I'll buy his jersey after. But <coughs> but I definitely see that happening um, for sure. Because I just feel like he has so much upside. And he's always so under-owned. So I always want to get some Simmons in my lineups. Uh, and Joel Embiid, man, um, probably going to be a pretty chalky play on this slate. Uh, since Golden State's so bad at defending opposing centers, I just don't think Zaza, I don't think Zaza or Draymond really like have a chance. Draymond's a good defender, but I feel like he'll be so like caught up with Simmons, and they'll probably put Zaza on Embiid, and I just feel like that's going to end really poorly for them. So I do really like Embiid a lot. Now on the other side of this matchup, for me, um, you know this is where the points are coming from, right? So we have to figure out where we're going to go. Uh, Curry has a bit tougher of a matchup since Philly's been, you know, top five in the league defending opposing point guards. So I don't know if I want to pay that type, you know, top tier price tag for him, but I would like some clay because Clay Thompson is actually uh, drawing the best matchup out of all these warriors. Philadelphia ranking 29th in the league at defending opposing shooting guards. So would like to get some clay in here and I wouldn't mind some Durant either as long as he's healthy and he's playing, but those are probably the two I'll be targeting on this Golden State team. I'll be targeting Durant if he's healthy and playing in clay. How about you, Travis? What's your take on this game? Yeah, so I already got two guys in this game who are uh, better plays than your boy Kristaps Porzingis. So we got Joel Embiid and Dario Saric. You want to play uh, Kristaps Porzingis over them, Josh? Maybe. Maybe not in cash. Uh, see? Yeah. Not in well, cash. Not in cash, but in tournaments. No, I know, but I'll just uh, I'm just gonna keep pointing him out. That's all, because like I said, I like Porzingis today. Like he's he's good. Like it's a good spot, but there's just so 
man, this forward position is just so loaded. The forward and center spot is absolutely loaded on the slate. Sarge for 4,600 is just way, way too cheap. Uh, we have to have interest in him here. Joel Embiid, man, like trust the process. This guy's going to smash in this spot. And one thing I've been worried about is his minutes, right? At the start of the season, there was some concern. They were just kind of like, you know, 27, 28, 28, 25, 29, 25. Uh, and now we're seeing 30, 28, 32. It seems like they maybe have, uh, you know, given a little bit minutes here and there. He's one of the highest usage, or he is the highest usage player on the team. He's averaging 1.5 fantasy points per minute. In this type of game environment, too, like this is just the Joel Embiid smash spot. Uh, 8,200, he'll 5x easy. I'll take him 6x probably. Like, this is just a great Joel Embiid spot. So I'm gushing over him today. Again, like Sarge at his price tag, he's seeing an uptick in minutes. I think he's a really good value play on the Sixers. Uh, you're right about Ben Simmons. He has five uh, 50 point fantasy games in his last 10 games, Josh. I'm surprised he hasn't already won you a GPP. Uh, he's just been absolutely crushing this year. Ben Simmons is a guy that also I want to get exposure to. Also, don't hate JJ Redick here as a cheap guy. If you can't get exposure to some of these other guys, I don't hate getting exposure to him. Uh, Warriors have been struggling against the shooting guard this year, surprisingly. And uh, if JJ Redick is hitting his shot, sure, he can have a big game. Also, Robert Covington, right? Doesn't he fit this game environment, fast pace, you know, get tons of steals and blocks, just up and down type of game, shooting threes. Uh, you know, we can't roster all these things, <laughs> right? That's one of the problems. Uh, I know. I've talked about them all. We can't roster them all. TJ McConnell but, too. We got we got six of them that we can roster. Oh sure, yeah, we could roster him, right? This is one reason why I'm not talking about Bull Spurs. Like, there's just a lot of guys that roster here. I personally think you want to be mixing a lot of these guys into your lineups in just different ways. Uh, you want to be getting exposure to this game. It's a 230 point total. Uh, you know, it was. I think it was been worth talking about all these guys that I've been talking about. And uh, I guess I'll stop for now I'm on the uh, sixer side of the ball, Josh. But uh, I, I just think it speaks to how much we should be like making sure. Like, if I'm building a team, I'm probably getting a sixer on at least like one of my teams, maybe even two, and like. I think game stacking is something I'll be doing on this slate as well. But uh, yeah, that's about it for me on the Sixers side of the ball. You, uh, did you talk about the Golden State uh, side? Do I got to talk talk about that now, Josh? No, I did. I, I just said I like Durant and Clay. I said Clay draws the best matchup out of anyone on the team, and I think that as long as Durant is healthy, he'll be good. And I said that I might. I'm probably leaning towards Fading Curry just because he draws the toughest matchup on the board because Philly's top five in the league at defending point guards this season. So that's a quick summary of what I said. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to give a summary so no one got lost during my Sixers take and remembered what you said. Um, but anyway, so uh, the the Warriors, uh, obviously, they're huge favorites, right? They're the biggest favorites on the board, which has me slightly concerned. Like, could we see a blowout? Could some of these Sixers maybe not get the run we expect in the fourth quarter? So I am slightly worried about that, but I'm kind of just like blindly just ignoring it. Uh, Curry is the guy that I actually love here, though. He's point guard and shooting guard eligible, which I love the idea of on DraftKings. I think that's absolutely awesome. Again, there's a lot of shooting guards I like on this slate, so I don't think I need to do that, but normally that's something that is a struggle because shooting guard is not a spot I normally love. Uh, Clay Thompson is in play too, but Curry for 9,500. Still think there's a he can pay off that price tag. Same with Clay, 7,000. I think he's fine. Another reason why I don't really want to roster your boy Chris Tops is uh, I can play Draymond Green for 7,500. Like, there's just a ton of upside here in this type of matchup. Uh, so I have interest in him as well. Uh, maybe, maybe not as much interest as some of the other guys I've talked about, obviously, but I think he's a really good. Uh, tournament option that if, if we think this game can stay close and I feel like it's going to stay closer than Vegas expects. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he's a bad option too. And Kevin Durant, whenever he's under 10 K got to have a little bit of interest in him. Uh, so yeah, this is just a absolutely loaded game all around. Josh, how about this? Let's give the viewers our three favorite plays from, uh, from just like the entire game. It's that's tough to tough to narrow down, but let's try and do that for him. Okay. Our three favorite plays from this game. Um, would yep. for me it would just like what like point per dollar? Yeah, we'll go point per dollar. Okay, uh, so I'll go with um, Embiid, Sarek, and hmm. No, I'll go with Embiid, Redick, and Clay Thompson. Okay, mine are Embiid, Sarek, and uh, actually Steph Curry. I really think he could have a massive game here, so I'm a big fan of him Ooh, in this spot. Okay, you're going with Steph. Yeah, yeah. I, I this could be a really nice uh, this could be a nice explosion spot for him. You know how much better he is at home too. Like I love when he's I love when he's at this price tag. Once he gets like 10k, it starts getting uh, a little frustrating for him. But uh, yeah, still a nice discount on him. So I'll, I'll take a shot on him. All right, so that's it. Let's move on to the next game. We have. The Cleveland Cavaliers in Dallas against the Mavericks. 218.5 is the over-under. Six-point favorite for the Cavs on the road here. Uh, you know, we're waiting on the, the injury news for this game. 
Uh, Derek Rose was out last game, and uh, now he's questionable to play today. Tristan Thompson's still out. Isaiah Thomas still out. So, um, yeah, if uh, if Derek Rose is out, man, we got the value of some uh, some Amon Shumpert once again, which would be uh, you know which would be interesting. Uh, it's interesting to me that FanDuel has not raised his price. He's still three K, still bare minimum over there. So as long as uh, Rose remains out. I think that Shumpert's going to be a, uh, you know, kind of a plug and play in the cash games over there on FanDuel for three K. Um, Thirty six hundred on DraftKings as well. So I, I think that he's uh, a fine value play over there as well. As long as Rose is out, um, LeBron gets a tough matchup against Dallas, which is weird to say because you know you wouldn't think that Dallas is uh, you know our great defenders, but they're actually second best in the league at defending opposing small forwards now. You know, they haven't faced LeBron, so um, that's a whole different animal. But, but yeah, just, you know, something to keep in mind when you're paying top dollar for guys, how good the matchup actually is. Um, one guy I really do like here, though, is Kevin Love. Dallas, uh, kind of middle of the pack um, overall defending opposing power forwards, but they do rank 28th in the league at overall rebounding and 23rd in the league at defending the opposing three-point shot. And Kevin Love is one of those guys that, you know, his job is to get boards and shoot threes, and he does both of those really well. And he gets a soft matchup on both. He's only 7300 on DraftKings, which for me just feels way too cheap. So love that price tag for Kevin Love on the slate. And we could also get him at the center position on FanDuel for 7300 Same price there. So I, Kevin Love might be my favorite play from this game. I just feel like the matchup, in the matchup is kind of, like he, he fits the mold for who has the best matchup on this Cleveland team. So I think that Love is a guy I'm going to want to be plugging in. Now, it's tough on FanDuel because I can't play a guy like Embiid then at center where it's positionally locked, but we have multi-position eligibility on DraftKings, so we can lock him in over there wherever we want to, you know, fit them both in if we want to do that, so that's fine. Um, but that's about it for me in this game. Uh, I mean, if Rose is out, Jeff Green becomes a tournament player, uh, tournament flyer once again. Put up an absolute massive game last time out, 43 DraftKings points with Derrick Rose out, so that was that's something that we'd have to look at as well. But uh, for the most part, it's just going to be a lot of Kevin Love for me, and uh, and Shumpert for value as if Rose is out. So that's where I'm at. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah. So this is one of those games I'm just like not in love with at all. It's it's fine, right? There there's guys to play. Like if if Derrick Rose is out, Point LeBron makes sense. But there's someone else I'd rather play at small forward that's priced up than LeBron James today. So uh, I'm probably not going to play LeBron today, even if he does become Point LeBron. Sadly, uh, it's it's a spot I always normally like the roster, but I think there's other guys I prefer on the slate. Uh, Kevin Love, you make great points, and those are all the points I was going to make, and I think he's a really good play on the slate. Other than that, though, the Cleveland side, if Rose is out, sure, Jeff Green becomes an interesting value that I don't hate with who has upside, but uh, not a lot of uh, more to like there. I'm just going to kind of pass on a lot of these Cleveland guys. They're, they're, they're fringe options that might make my teams, but uh, I'm not like loading up on them on this slate. And the Mavs side of the ball, I just don't even know who I would want to play here. So I'm just I'm just crossing the Mavs off and moving on to some other plays instead because I think they're just better uh, better games to attack. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, um, should we move on to the next game then? Yep, let's head on to the next one. All right, we got the Lakers in Milwaukee against the Bucks. Two fifteen is the over under. Bucks are a six point favorite at home here. Eric Bledsoe is now in Milwaukee. Man, he did, he had a pretty decent showing last night. Did not hurt Antequampo's upside, Yanni's upside, as some speculated it would happen. Just you know, because there's too many. Uh, Solid scorers now in Milwaukee is what you know the argument was. You know Middleton could shoot. You know Bledsoe could shoot now. Uh, you got Yanni. You got uh, Brogdon. You know these guys could all score, but uh, didn't hurt Yanni. Bledsoe had a decent showing, and uh, because of all that, I think that um, I think this is a really good spot to get some bucks in your lineup with this new format that they have now. For me. Uh, Bledsoe is still kind of underpriced, and I love him as a tournament option. I just feel like he's going to be under-owned. I feel people are going to take the wait-and-see approach, but we know Lonzo Ball, not a great defender. Lakers, in general, terrible at defending opposing point guards this season, 27th in the league. Bledsoe is also shooting guard eligible on DraftKings, so you can find a way to flex you know, flex him in there if you need to figure it out. So I do like him a lot. Uh, but, yeah, the Greek freak, there's no one in L.A. that's going to be able to defend him. Like, just, to, just, just plain and simple. 
Uh, Yanni is an excellent play. There's no there's no one on the Lakers that is going to be able to hold him down. So really like Yanni a lot on the slate too. You're going to have to pay that premium price tag, but I think he'll be worth it. So certainly a guy that I will have a ton of interest in. Uh, there's still some value to be had uh, with John Henson. He's uh, you know just going out there and, and doing his job, grabbing some boards. He's been putting up some pretty good assist numbers too, which is uh, interesting. We, keep, we should keep an eye on that because it helps pad his, his fantasy line and, and helps him get to value. But 4500 on DraftKings just feels too cheap. So Henson is a guy that I will certainly consider for value on the slate. Really like the Bucks as I mentioned. Now on the Lakers side of the ball, for me, um, it just you know you gotta you gotta follow the usage. Uh, Lonzo is is a heavy usage guy. He's still underpriced across the industry, so someone I'm certainly going to be targeting. Um, and I think if I had to play the game of picking between Kuzma and uh, and Randall, I'd probably lean Randall. But I just don't like playing that guessing game, so I'll probably just stay away from that situation. It's such a big slate; we don't have to like throw darts at you know the power forward situation here in LA. So for me, it's uh, Lonzo Ball or nobody, I guess, really on the Lakers. And then on the Milwaukee side of the ball, I really like Yanni and Bledsoe. Wouldn't mind pairing them up in the tournament lineup. How about you, Travis? Oh, yeah. So it's like one reason I don't like LeBron today is, hey, I got this man named Giannis who's just like, uh, oh, gosh, he's so incredible. Everything he's been doing this year. And this is just the dream spot for him, right? We never see him with 110 team total. We never see him in these 214 like uh, totals of third against the third fastest pace in the t- league team, team in the league. Like this is just a dream spot for him. I mean, the Lakers will be chucking the ball up. You know, tons of rebounds for him, tons of blocks. And so, I mean, this is just a dream spot for him. So he's one of my favorite plays on this slate. I'm sure I'll be loading up on him. I'm not worried about the back-to-back yesterday. Um, I think he's a fantastic play. So I'll be getting tons of exposure to him on this slate. Uh, I don't like the Bledsoe call. I, I get it. Uh, it makes sense. Lakers are not that good against the point guards. I get it. But I'm just, I'm on the team way to see approach. So Josh, I know you like that. And you like to see some people like to take that approach because it keeps the ownership down. But I'm on the wait and see approach team. Hopefully it won't burn me today, but it obviously could. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it will. Uh, I, I like Henson. He's a value that I think you can go to on this slate. You know, he's been seeing, uh, you know, getting an average in like the 20s or so for fantasy points per minute or for fantasy points so far. And since Monroe has been gone, I like him as an option here a lot. Uh, other than, uh, you know, guys like Brogdon, I wish I could like I wish I could pay that price tag. And I just don't see the usage being there yet. I, I, I think eventually once that price tag goes down, I'll have a ton of interest, but I'm just going to pass here. And like Middleton, too, he's just too priced up for me. So I'm going to pass. Lakers side of the ball. So Lonzo Ball, what did he do last time against Eric Bledsoe, Josh? 27 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Again, that was against the Suns. A little different scenario, but, uh, man, he could absolutely smash Bledsoe again, right? Uh, there could be also a reason for Bledsoe might want to get his revenge on him after that game because it was kind of embarrassing and was one of those things that was out in the media, talked about a ton, but... Uh, I, I think Lonzo Ball is a really good uh, high upside play here. Like if you told me Bledsoe or Ball, who you playing at that same price tag, I'm gonna go with Ball. Just like the upside in this, uh, you know, in this spot here. I, I, I have interest in Julius Randle and like Brooke Lopez, like tournament dart, same with like a Jordan Clarkson, but I think you bring up good points, right? Like this is a massive slate. Why are we taking like these dart throws? Like, and just like, like, I'm not going to play the guessing game of Kuzma versus uh, Randle. Like, why am I taking that, uh, you know, risk today? I just think it's unnecessary. Why do that when I can just play Marquise Morris, who's in a pretty good spot against Atlanta instead as a value. Uh, so yeah, I thought you remember a good point with that, which I wasn't thinking through and that, that makes sense. So I think that's kind of going to be how I approach the Lakers. Pretty similar to you yeah okay so i agree with that and um it just it just feels like an interesting spot since it's such a big slate you know so i don't think we have to really take like you said you know we both agree that we don't have to take those those deep tournament darts on this slate so what we'll do is kind of just pass on that and go with where we know the usage is going to be uh let's move on to the next game now we got uh, three games left to cover here orlando magic in denver against the nuggets 220 is to over under and the nuggets are the favorite at home here by eight points uh, interesting seeing in the Nuggets as an eight-point favorite, something that we don't normally see this season. They are pretty heavy here on the money line, too, at minus 300. So, uh, you know, it's a healthy over-under, Travis, so we should have some interest here, right? Like, theoretically, we should have some 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 good interest here because it's such a, a, a robust total. But where is that interest going to be? So, Travis, kick us off here. Where are you looking in this game? Oh, it's simple, Josh. I can tell you where the interest is. Would you still like the roster Kristaps Porzingis? Let's play the game. Or would you rather have Nikola Jokic for, I think he's 8,400 on DraftKings right now? I'm I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Yeah, he's 8,400, Josh. So do you want Porzingis for 1,000 more or do you want Jokic? 
All right. See, like uh, we're, we're getting there, and there, I still got more coming, Josh. So we're not done yet. Uh, but yeah, he, I mean, Jokic is just at a fantastic play today. 8400 against Lucevic defense, especially. Let's keep in mind the Magic are on a back-to-back going into Denver. One of like the worst, like you know, scenarios for a team. Uh, this is a spot where you have to love them. Uh, one issue I have all around with the Nuggets is they've been a really frustrating roster this year. Seems like they do have like kind of like too many guys to uh, go to, too many different options that could, uh, you know. Uh, basically get the ball uh, with Millsap getting in there. It's caused some issues. I don't mind taking a dart throw on uh, Millsap. If you're building a ton of lineups, I don't mind getting some exposure to him. When it comes to these guards too, like you can go with Moody or Murray, but I just hate playing that kind of game right now. So for me on the nugget side of the ball, it's going to be kind of simple. I think it's going to be Jokic. And then I don't hate Wilson Chandler as maybe a tournament option. You just, when you're rostering him, you just know that there's tons of risk there and that he could absolutely flop. Uh, but there's upside at 4.3K, right? He's a guy that we've seen go for 40 fantasy points before. We've even seen 50 out of him. So uh, I don't hate him as like a deep tournament play. But for me, it's all the Jokic at 8,400. Love, love, love that price tag. Yeah, I like him a lot better on DraftKings than I do on FanDuel, especially with the flexibility that we have uh, for the positions. Like if I had to ask you on FanDuel, would you rather go on Bede or Jokic? Like where would you go? Uh, probably Embiid, uh, you know, they're the same price tag on DraftKings too. And they're, they're definitely priced up over there, 9,495. And I mainly looked at DraftKings today. So that's partially why, uh, I think, uh, more, uh, DraftKings centric with kind of my, uh, my slate analysis. But so yeah, that's kind of like the reason why, but if I had to pick one or the other, uh, I think it's Embiid, but, uh, it's, it's a very interesting conversation because what we can see with Jokic, I just feel like Embiid is like a lot safer and he's got that, uh, upside in him as well. Well, Jokic also draws a great matchup too. Uh, Orlando 23rd in the league at, you know, overall rebounding. So definitely some boards there for Jokic to put in work and we see him pick up double digit boards in most of his games this season. So, um, certainly got to look at, all right. Anyone else you want to mention here in this game before we move on to the next one? Uh, we didn't talk about the magic much, and I, I like rostering the magic. They're you know Peyton being back, uh, he's the guy that I like rostering because of the upside he has, and I think this match against the Nuggets could be one uh, to like. But I just worry about the uh, I worry about that back to back into Denver. That is something that I'm slightly concerned about. Like guys like Aaron Gordon and Vucevic, even uh, you know Fournier, I think is still not a bad play that you can definitely roster for sure. You know he's 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 a guy that I believe did he play in Denver for a little bit? Did he have a stint there? Who? Uh, Evan Fournier, did he play for the Nuggets? I felt like he did for a little bit. Yeah, of time. He, yeah, yeah, he played for the Nuggets. He did. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit of revenge from there. Who knows? But uh, I, I, for me, it's like I'd maybe take a dart throw on Peyton in a tournament, and just because I think that's just my. Uh, my uh, bias getting in there because I like rostering him and I don't mind Vucevic. Like all these guys I think are still in play, but I do worry about them on that back to back. So uh, I'm going to have to pass on, uh, I'm going to have to pass on, uh, hurts me to say it because I'm rostering them a ton, but looks like a spot where I end up passing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Funny fact, uh, M Fournier actually won me a GPP when he was on the Nuggets, So that was pretty cool. But uh, him and um, who was the other kid on the, on the Nuggets at the time? Uh, Randy Foy, the two of them. Um, ended up winning a GPP for me. This went absolutely bananas and nobody had him. But, yeah, so anyway, uh, let's move on to the next game, which is the second-to-last game of the night. We've got the Brooklyn Nets in Utah against the Jazz. 206.5 is the over-under. Jazz are an eight-point favorite. You know, usually we like to target the Nets, but it just doesn't feel like a fun spot to target them. And I just I'm not really huge into the whole um, rostering Jazz at home scenario just because they they're such a down paced team um now gobert i know had some issues last night um with the knee injury but um he came back to the fourth quarter just something we want to keep an eye on though he did have an issue he does have a really good matchup brooklyn absolutely terrible they get shredded by big guys that can like that mobile guys that can rebound at his size 24th in the league at overall rebounding so gobert is probably the guy i'd have the most interest in of anyone on you know in this game in general but uh, outside of that, like I'm not going to chase D'Angelo Russell here against uh, Ricky Rubio defense. I'm also not going to look for Ricky Rubio here um, either. So, yeah, for me, it's just kind of like a pass. I uh, don't want to play the Mitchell or Hood game either. So I'm not. I'm all good on that. Uh, like, I mean, just to sum it up, it's like Gobert or nobody for me in this game. How about you, Travis? 
Yeah, and I think that's not a bad way to go with this game. Uh, I don't hate Ricky Rubio, too, because we know point guards against the Nets. So you could correlate him with Gobert, but uh, I don't know. I, I really want to roster Gobert. He hasn't been the greatest to me this season. So I don't know. I think I'm just going to end up passing, but I, it's it's one of the better matchups on this, you know, of the year for them, right? The Nets, just the pace. So uh, I don't want to sleep on it, but I think they're very, very interesting. And uh, I could see maybe me gr them growing on me a little bit more and more throughout the slate. I won't be playing any nets at all. Uh, just in this matchup, it's a terrible spot for them. So I think it's just simple. It's, yeah, it's Gobert and then maybe a little Rodney Hood. Also, don't hate Donovan, or not Rodney Hood, sorry. Let's not play Rodney Hood. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is the guy. He's been chucking up shots like left and right. So I don't hate him as a value, but he's starting to get priced up a little bit more. Also, want to note, Josh, we just got news that Derek Rose is out. So with him being out, uh, you know, Point LeBron is in play. But for me, it's Giannis over him if I had to pick. So Shumper value, uh, though. Yeah. We got the Shumper value. Yeah, I, I, you can play that. I won't play it, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. There's there's Shumper value there. If you if you want it and he fits, sure. Why not? But not 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 my life. Not not something I love a ton. Um, but yeah, just to kind of sum up the Jazz again, it's like go bear or go home. I guess. All right. Let's move on to the last game of the night. Now, there's some fantasy goodness in this game for sure. We got the Minnesota T Wolves in Phoenix against the Suns. Two twenty eight and a half is the over under. Minnesota T-Wolves are a 10-point road favorite. Now, on the T-Wolves side of the ball, my, like one of my favorite value plays is in this game, and it's Taj Gibson. I just feel like this just sets up for such a nice spot for him. We know that front court in Phoenix is young, um, undermanned, and also in shambles. So uh, Taj Gibson is the guy that you know I, I want to have in this matchup. I think Towns is also kind of in play, but uh, I'd much rather go to Taj, especially... Uh, you know, here's the thing about Taj, right? Like, when he gets a matchup that he can really exploit like this, he goes off. And we saw that against Dallas when he got the matchup against them, since they're such terrible rim protectors. He put up 39.5 DraftKings points in 31 minutes in that matchup. He gets heavy workloads, you know, and um, he's, still, he's still priced very cheap. 4900 on DraftKings um, is absolutely too cheap for Taj Gibson here. And then on FanDuel, we could get him. For 4,600. So I know it's a stacked position, but Travis, like, hear me out, man. Like, this is a guy with 10x upside here. Um, you know, in a, in a very exploitable matchup against a young Phoenix front court. So for under 5K, I want, like, all the Taj Gibson on this slate for sure. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, so Josh, yeah, like again, like uh, all the Taj Gibson makes a, a ton of sense. I, I definitely agree with you um, uh, on that. Another reason why we are definitely having trouble rostering your boy Chris stops because we want this Taj Gibson value. We want Carl Anthony Towns, right? Is he another guy that you have interest in? Sorry, kind of cut you off there, but like Carl Anthony Towns, if you like Taj Gibson, that's the guy I really, really like in this spot. Like he should absolutely smash Alex Len here, right? Like how's he going to be stopped? Yeah. Here's the issue though with me with Towns, right? Like he's priced so much higher than uh, than Taj, where it's going to take a lot for him to pay off that price tag. Where Taj only has to have like an average game to just to get you to value, and he has the upside for more. I just I like Taj a lot better, especially in cash formats. You know, just because if he like okay, so if Taj Gibson puts up twenty five DraftKings points, we'd be okay with that, right? Like we're fine with that. If he put if if Carl Anthony Towns put up twenty five DraftKings points, uh, you know your lab's probably drawn dead for the night. So that's 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 the difference there for me. Yeah, I, I, that, of course, but I don't know. I just think it is a spot where Towns can just absolutely dominate the Suns. Like, uh, I would not be worried at all. So, uh, yeah, again, at that price tag, I do think, like, I love, like I said, I love Jokic and Embiid on this slate, but I really do think Towns is a really, really, really interesting option. Just the, you know, that total there for them, it's 120.75. It's got to come from somewhere. And I, I, again, I like Taj. I think he's a guy that I'm going to get exposure to on this slate for sure. But, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to sleep on Towns, too. I think he's a really interesting option. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think Carlton Towns is a good spot. I just I just like Taj a lot too. But one interesting spot to look at, we really like uh, targeting point guards against Phoenix because they rank worse than the league. They have the most fantasy points per game to opposing point guards in the league. They rank also 29th in the league at defending opposing point guards. But Minnesota actually just as bad against point guards, ranking 30th in the league at defending opposing point guards, which kind of puts like Mike James and Devin Booker in play, I think, because they both are primary ball handlers for the Suns. Uh, Booker put up a bust last night, but this could be a spot for him to bounce back, especially against the Minnesota team. And uh, Minnesota just struggles at defending like jump shooters like Booker. You know, thirtieth in the league at defending the mid-range jumper. So this is a spot where Booker could really thrive. Uh, what do you think, Travis? Should we be targeting the guards in this game as well? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the guards are fine to target. M- Mike James is probably the guy I'd rather go to because he's just cheaper than Jeff Teague. Uh, and we just got news, by the way, just not to cut everything off. But, uh, yeah, so John Wall misses shoot around because of an illness. He's questionable. So the secret of Bradley Beal might be out, but uh, I don't think it was already out. I think people knew he's a good play. But, uh, yeah, John, John Wall missing shoot around could definitely change some things on the slate. So just kind of wanted to note that. Uh, definitely have to have interest in him. And maybe Tim Frazier pops up as a value. I know it was on the slate earlier, uh, like the, the one time Jamal was out, but maybe the FanDuel and DraftKings have finally included him in. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, that that would really give Bradley Beal a huge bump and give a bump to some of these other guys uh, on the on the Wizards side of the ball. But, yeah, let's get back into talking about the uh, Timberwolves here. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jeff Teague, 6,800. If you have the money for him, I don't hate playing him at this price tag. I think he's an interesting tournament option that people are just not going to roster. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like he probably won't make, make one of my lineups because I'm not someone who makes like, you know, 100 lineups or anything crazy like that or even 10. I, I kind of stick more to like four to five. So I don't know. He could end up sliding in there, but I doubt it. I, I think I have more interest in maybe going with the route of like, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has been bad this year, right? Now, definitely someone I have not been. Uh, loving he i haven't rostered him a ton too but i think jimmy butler really has some uh upside here he's only he's 7200 which has me a little concerned i think he's going to start shooting a little bit more so he could be a pretty contrarian option that you could go to but um i don't know i thought he was gonna be cheaper for some reason and he's not as cheaper on set at 7200 i thought his price tag was cheaper so maybe maybe not so much uh he was 6900 the other day i thought his price tag went down but uh i still think he's a really interesting option on the slate uh, but there's tons of guys like on the t side of the ball, Josh. For me, it's Towns is like one of my favorites, and I think you're right about the Gibson play too. And even Wiggins has some upside too as if he's putting the ball in the basket. There's It's a 120-point total, and I think it's a game that you want to get exposure to. And for me right now, it's between like uh, maybe going the Gibson route uh, and, and Towns would make sense, but there's other centers I like. So maybe I end up do going to Jeff Teague. The more and more I think about it on the t will side of all, maybe I do consider that. Uh, what about you? What, what, what about, uh, the Suns? I know you talked about Booker a little bit. Uh, do you have any interest in TJ Warren? I think Booker's a good option. He's a guy that's just like a high risk, high reward type of guy, uh, gets a ton of usage, but do you have any interest in TJ Warren here in this spot? No, I'll pass on TJ Warren here. Slate's too big for me to chase him at this inflated price tag. I know that, um, you know, he had, does have upside, but uh, I feel like more often than not, he doesn't pay off this price tag. So uh, I'll, I'll take a pass. I'm not going to chase, like, you know, the couple of big games he's had this season. You know, I, I, it's just it's so frustrating like when Warren's in a good – because Warren has been in a good spot multiple times this season, and he ends up just, like, completely destroying my lineup. So um, I think there's better spots we could go on such a big slate. Uh, I wonder if Alex Lenz is still going to be as popular – on the slate with uh, Tyson Chandler still out. Yeah, we we kind of we kind of buried the lead. I forgot to mention that. And real quick on Booker, probably gonna get uh, Devin, uh, not Devin, uh, probably gonna get Jimmy Butler defense. So definitely that's something to worry about. And there's just other shooting guards I like on this slate. So probably good reason to pass on Booker. I uh, forgot to mention that. But yeah, you're right, uh, Alex Len. Another reason why are we rostering Kristaps Porzingis? Uh, he's just really cheap, right? And if there's no Chandler, like he put up 40 fantasy points yesterday. He's 4,900. I'm not really worried about Towns' defense. Just way, way too cheap of a price tag uh, on DraftKings. He's power forward eligible, center uh, eligible. You know, he's the same exact as Porzingis, Josh. Are we playing Alex Len as the value play, or are we playing Porzingis? Again, different price tags, but just kind of noting the reasons why I don't think you'll end up playing Porzingis as much as you think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely makes sense now after we ran through the slate, um, you know, why we wouldn't chase uh, Porzingis here, but... Yeah, that's going to do it here. We covered the whole slate, Travis. So why don't we move on to the lock and load section of our podcast here? Yeah, so, man, this is really tough because there's, like, so many guys I want to lock and load. It's a fantastic slate. Uh, oh, man, it's tough. Josh, I'll let you go first. I have so many guys I can pick, so I'll let you be the first one to take a, you know, make your pick. Here. Yeah, no, I feel I feel the same as you, man. Like, I just, I feel like it's, uh, there's so many different ways we could go, so many different guys that I really like. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna I'm gonna go contrarian here with my pick. Um, I say uh, I say we lock and load Kevin Love in the spot. He just gets such a good good matchup, and I feel like he'll be severely underowned for the matchup that he has. Love Kevin Love at his price tag, seventy three hundred on both DraftKings and FanDuel. So I'll be locking him into my laps today for sure. And uh, I think the upside is there for him to have a huge game, especially now with Derrick Rose out. Gets more usage that way. So uh, how about you, Travis? Who's your lock and load? 
Yeah, so uh, I'm not going to go contrarian. I'm going to stay on brand. I'm going to play the guys that I just like and call it a day. I can be different with some other dudes. So uh, for me, I'm going to give you two lock and loads, Josh, because I thought maybe you'd take one of them, but you didn't take them. So I'm going to give them both out. Uh, lock and load these both. Two bullets in the chamber. Let's go. Uh, Joel Embiid, trust the process. I'm just all in on him here at 8200 on DraftKings. I absolutely love the price tag. Uh, sure, maybe he'll have some ownership. That's But with all these centers we talked about, there's reasons that maybe he doesn't get as much ownership as you think. If Alex Len is getting tons of ownership for cheap. Maybe that drives down his ownership. Uh, you know, guys like Jokic, uh, Porzingis, uh, Towns, Cousins, Davids. There's just so many. So on top of that, we want to pay up for guys like Giannis, Point LeBron. I mean, there's just there's guys everywhere to roster. So uh, Embiid is one of my lock and load plays of the day. I'm not really worried about ownership today. I think it's just going to be so spread out. It's something you don't have to be concerned about. Also, I'm going to put in Bradley Beal, especially if John Wall's out. I mean, this is just a fantastic spot for him. He's just in a. He's going against a team that can't plays no defense in general. They're they're one of the worst teams in the league, and they're awful defending the shooting guards. And Bradley Beal, when there's no John Wall out, will absolutely crush. So give me Bradley Beal and Joel Embiid as my two lock and load plays of the day. All right, awesome. So we did it. We did it. We covered it for you guys. Happy to have you back here on the weekend grind. Go ahead, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. Do not forget to check out his grind down article on the content page, the main page here for Roto Grinders for NBA today. He'll be giving you a written version of his game by game breakdown and analysis. Definitely give that a look. Definitely worth a shot to look at. It will help you build your lineups later on. But uh, other than that, we will see you guys next weekend. Hope you enjoy the games tonight. Hope you enjoy some football. Enjoy your three-day weekend. And uh, we will see you guys soon. See you on Twitter. Until then, I'm Joshua Giant for my co-host, Travis Mango. We're out, guys. knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a charbroil four burner advantage series gas grill for just 169 dollars, and pick up your choice of craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only 99 dollars each make this father's day his best one yet and do it right for less start with lowe's charbroil offer valid through 612 craftsman offer valid through 619 us only Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt Max Brushless Power Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only.